Bigla silang tumahimik, Amber, when you joined. <laughs> Maybe because he pressed record. Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that will do it. That will do it. And of course, they know my full name now. Exposed na, exposed na pala. <laughs> you can change it. Okay. No, it's okay. Hi, Cookie Pirate. Nicole, bakit ka tumahimik? I don't want to say anything embarrassing. <laughs> Ay, grabe naman. You can embarrass yourself. Okay, so um, welcome to Straight Top Point Podcast. Top Point, yeah. Only. And um, I'm Tessa, and I'm joined by Amber, and Hello, some everyone. of the Darlentina fandom. Amber, before we start, how was your trip? It was fun. Um, it was really tiring because like my hours were always like seven fifty a.m. to eight p.m. Mm-hmm. just because it was a um, it was a conference, like a huge conference. It's called Lesbians Who Tech. Mm-hmm. So basically, we were there to target um, queer um, women in technology. Mm. So software engineers, all that stuff. So a little background, I'm in recruiting, believe it or not. I think both Tesla and I come from a recruiting background. So yeah, that's why I do a lot of these events. Yeah. Or now you're in marketing, right? Yeah, uh, talent marketing, but it's also like under the recruiting org. Mm-hmm. So I'm the marketing person for recruiting. So it's almost the same thing. Okay. How was it? Was it fun? Did you meet a lot of people? Yeah, I met a lot of people. <laughs> Where are we headed here? I also met, you know, I, I met a, a few people, uh, really connected people um but yeah so yeah i don't know where we're headed but yeah i, I met well, a red flag but we're not going to move forward with that because they're a red flag and we're I'm not your person <laughs> yes if i was younger i would have moved forward with that red flag but no i didn't do that so yeah but it was fun it's tons of people um and it was open for everyone it's not just like for mm-hmm. women right it's for allies too and all that so um, yeah, we, we, it was, it was a huge event, but would I do it again? No, just because it was so tiring, like working 12 hours, running around, making sure the program's working. Mm-hmm. It's just not all that. Plus I have people on my curious cat asking if I'm going to critique Darna on Twitter, like yeah. post like a review after I, I got home but i'm like this is already a lot of work yeah <laughs> i'm already doing the podcast let's just stick to the podcast i'll do the live critiquing again um once the new week starts but for the past week that's it that you're gonna get from me it's already a lot of energy for me to even like just binge watch it take notes and all that like you know i don't want it to feel like work so but mm-hmm. yeah stay away from red flags kahit um it's a zodiac match. Kahit Sagittarius yung nakilala ko, pero they're red, uh, a red flag because may jowa. Ikaw talaga, inaano mo eh. Hindi gusto mo ilabas sa akin eh. What? I didn't say anything. I was just asking, how was it? <laughs> By the way, Bookmark Harry uh, joined us. Hello, Bookmark Harry. Hi. Hi, how are you? I was just talking about red flags, so. Uh, you want, oh, how do you want to call you? Is it Bookmark Harry? Harry? Any, any, <laughs> okay, Narda. Narda, 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 
Yeah. Ay, ano ba? <laughs> yeah. By the way, my name's Tessa. Hi, Tessa. Yeah. Hello. So if you remember, Tessa, it was mm-hmm. actually Bookmarks that told us yeah. that we should do a, a podcast. Yeah, she may papa nani to. So thank you for that great Hi. suggestion. <laughs> yes, uh, I've, I've been a fan actually. Yeah. Ay, nako naman. <laughs> no, I've actually been a fan of your podcast ever since. I think I saw I one clip nung bed scene palang, and mm. then yeah, I followed all you na until, until now. All our anger towards Beth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Harry, we just actually started, and then let's just From talk the about the highlights and you know share our thoughts about it. You weren't able to do live tweeting, live reviews. Eto na boost natin lahat dito sa podcast nato. <laughs> it's a controversial yeah, okay. week. Okay, so yeah, episode forty-one was uh, the general's right hand, right? So this was the Monday episode, and I guess yes, we all know who is. the right hand is. So this is basically just Ishna and Narda slugging it out. Actually, um, I was worried about this episode because I I checked online. Of course, I was at work. I, you know, I was very busy at work, and I checked online. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, that was the worst episode." <laughs> but I watched it. I don't know if I should be worried because I actually liked it. Although, it had the worst editing ever. Like, that was just the worst, absolute worst editing. It's like me going on my phone on Splice or TikTok and just decided to just put a bunch of things together and just did it like an automated thing. With that said, on technicalities, I thought it was really bad. But I thought, like, in terms of it being action-packed, And focusing on Jane DeLeon's performance. So that's one of my qualms about Darna. I don't think there's a lot of focus on what Jane DeLeon can actually do as an actress. And I think that that is one episode that really focused on what she's very capable of as an actress. So there are things about it that I really enjoyed. I was mm-hmm. like actually really into it. Uh, not the Brian and Regina kiss, of course. But other than that, I, I thought it was, you know, emotionally like an enjoyable episode. Um, mm-hmm. But the technicalities were really glaring, and I think this thing can happen when you are reshooting, doing revisions, and adding new scenes. Because a bunch of these scenes are added, you can tell. That's why one minute it's like daytime, next minute, you know, it's nighttime. Another minute, it's another daytime scene. So it's just very clumsily edited. Um, and I think that's just so glaring. But yeah. overall, in terms of like how I felt as an audience, I, I enjoyed that episode. You did. Overall. Yeah. Okay. What were your thoughts? I think in this episode, they also reiterated that they said that Darna's or Narda's biggest weakness is her emotions. emotions. Right? Yeah. That was the very first mm-hmm. sequence. And what I thought about it, uh, Ishna, I think the general needs a, another right hand because... Ishna's incompetence is like driving me crazy at this point, to be honest. Sandra's incompetence, uh, and or Ishna, um, yeah, it 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 was interesting, um, you know, that they kind of focused a bit on her in, in this episode. I think, you know, there's a lot that we still have to know about Ishna slash Sandra. Um, but what was really annoying you about uh, this character? For the main hand, the main right hand of this main villain, right? Parang she's incompetent for the role. And how does Claudia always get to track her? Also, during their fight scene, if you plan to slug it out with Narda, just be in, in appropriate clothing. She looks like she's about to go to Vegas, right? <laughs> yeah. Like she's about to like have like a champagne party in Vegas. 
Um, I don't know why that's uh, Sandra Sashishna's um, get up. Maybe the general likes it when she wears <laughs> stuff like that. Um, and I, I don't know from what I'm getting with Borgos is he's just like stranded on earth. I don't think he has much of a choice in who his sidekick will be. Probably like the best sidekick would have been Claudio, right? And we don't really know what the history was and, yeah. you know, and we know that there's a lot of bitterness in, in, in Claudio with this new right-hand man, a uh, right-hand woman, I mean. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, um, I think there's a lot of clouded mystery on this Sandra character. I actually enjoy Sandra's character because I feel like she's that child that is trying to impress their dad and they're just like a big failure. She's sort of like a Regina, but, you know, as an alien. It looks like Borgos is surrounded by failure daughter figures <laughs> around him. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I really like... So I'm one of the people that like Claudio's character. I think, you know, Joko Diaz um, has, you know, uh, has been consistent in his performance. Plus, I like his whole arc, his whole whole story that he is Narda's mentor, Darna's mentor, but also like the killer of her mom so it's just like really complicated like their relationship uh i i loved his scenes when he um you know kind of shape-shifted to be narda and we get to see jane de leon like acting out like um she is uh claudio and and then you know they're trying to trick um sandra in thinking that you know Narda's not the protector mm-hmm. right so i i you know it, it was sort of a filler episode because a lot of the things are just hammered through, right? That we know that Narda has problems with her emotions. We know that Claudio is trying to track <clears throat> um, Sandra. So, and I think it's just a, to highlight Sandra's character a bit and have like that fight scene, you know. Yeah, most her. of their Monday episodes, I noticed, are filler episodes. Do yeah. you notice that? They always would start with filler episodes, I feel. Because it's not usually the strongest of the whole week. Mm -hmm. I wonder what that is, but yeah. Yeah. And, and, but um, aside from that, besides from the things that we enjoyed and and criticized, so we don't like the editing. (laughs) Um, Again, the worst editing, you know, ever in terms of like time sequence. I've, I've seen a lot of people just so confused with that episode. It's also the shortest episode, I think. Um, Although I like Sandra's arc. And like you know, being the failure that she is, and like the the funny she fight is. scene, like the fight Plus, like scene, the... she can transform, right? She can transform. She did, but she only transformed in the end. But I think she was testing if this person is the protector. I think if she did transform, there's no way that Narda could not have also transformed to Darna, if she really want to see, right? But anyway, yeah. But what can but she? But she's a she's incompetent. In? Like I said, <laughs> it's just me. Like, from what I'm seeing, the way she transforms is just she just either transforms into a human being mm-hmm. or, you know, um, a bird. Yeah. So she has like really lame powers, I think. Yeah. So I don't think Narda has to transform because it's just really weird powers. But I I think it's just to flex Kim Rodriguez. I think that whole episode mm-hmm. is just like to flex. Like how sexy she is and how hot she is, and yeah. you know, yeah. there's this other person, and I think it's effective because a lot of people are like, "Ooh, I like the dynamic between Sandra and and, and Narda." Um, 
but uh, part of me wants the three women to just like come together and defeat Borgo. Yeah. But that will be coming later. Speaking of the other woman, and then we have Regina, mm-hmm. right? Regina um, invited Roblox uh, or Brian to um, discuss their case, right? And you know, she comes in and we finally see her in this seductive outfit. This is the first time we've ever seen like Regina kind of change outfit because all throughout Regina's outfits are a little bit more conservative. They're very stylish, but really look like a lawyer, right? Like she, she's super stylish in suits in like, you know, these these types of like um, blouses and, you know, just these, these flare type of pants. And then for the first time we see her actually show some skin. Um, yeah. And it's funny because I've watched Janella all throughout you know, and she was growing up and even today and I've never seen her wear anything daring. So it, it was interesting seeing her in something like that. Oh, really? Um, and mm-hmm, yeah, she's she's very, her her image has always been a little wholesome. Um, you know, she's the type that would wear like dresses, like Sunday dresses in her soap operas. So seeing her as, as Regina is, is quite interesting. It's a little different from what she's, she's done before. Um, and, you know, we, we see her invite brian Mm -hmm. she's drinking red wine a little buzzed inviting brian to drink with her and finally she gave him a kiss which looked like a poste kiss that's what i called it parang poste kasi say brian throughout and he had like a surprised look which is very k-drama of them but also his lips were puckered up and i was like sometimes joshua garcia's (laughs) acting choices i'm like what the hell are you doing dude i thought you don't like this why are your lips like reactions on Twitter and that's I, I, I don't really blame him from puckering up, but like dude, come yeah, on. I mean, funny. In his defense, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to move as well if someone like Regina is like right that close to my face. Like it, it's funny. You wanna you kiss see, me? Okay. I'm just gonna stand right here. You can see <laughs> like his his ears are so red. When she did that, his yeah. elbows are so red. Like he turned red. Like his even his forearms were red. <laughs> um, but going through that, I know there's a lot of like violent reactions. Seeing yeah, you know, they hated Brian, right? Because like I think Regina's always like the precious one in the fandom, which is like she's you know she's like the one that has most sense. Mm-hmm. She she's flawed but like vulnerable. And this is like when we're really seeing like her corruption, our captain, and really Valentina kind of taking over um, in a way. Um, so this has a lot to dissect on, I think, mm-hmm. Regina's character. But what were your thoughts when you saw that happen, when she finally like kissed uh, Roblox? Nothing really. I mean, I was it was kind of expected, <laughs> right? For me, it was totally expected. So I didn't have any valid interactions. I have a comment, Regina's transformation during the Wednesday yeah. episode. Yeah. During this point, I was kind of like still weighing it out mm-hmm. because remember we were talking about who controls who last episode, Valentina, or is it the other way around, or are they able to control each other? So right. I was trying I to still learn a bit more of it, it this yeah. week. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it ends. The episode ends there. Right? Yeah. The episode ended with Narda going to. They're about to go to Noah's house for a date. I mean, mm-hmm. with his dad. 
yeah, which is sort of weird, but you know, I'm, I'm not into Filipino courtship, but uh, I think it's really weird that you're going to invite a girl that you're not really dating yet, but in, she has to meet the dad. Yeah. Um, but hey, maybe it's a Filipino thing. I don't know. Uh, let me know <laughs> how it is. Is that how you did it too? Did you meet dads before you guys even got out? <laughs> guys you're asking dating. me? Yeah. I never met anyone. I've, n- I've never met any dad. <laughs> I haven't dated a Filipino Have you? person. <laughs> no, I don't date Filipinos, but it's not a choice. It's just the, that's what happened in life, but I'm not opposed to it. I, I just want to make that clear because some people think like, you hate dating Filipinos. I'm like, no, that's not the thing. So, maybe it's Kiyo, wala decision lang talaga si Noah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. And it's like weird that Narda accepted, but, you know, I, I find it interesting throughout this whole week. And this is something that I've seen ABS-CBN do for their soap operas through the years, their teleseries the, through the years. Their main protagonist is usually a woman, mm-hmm. always has such vague feelings that you can't quite pinpoint who she likes. And they do that on purpose because they want to keep all the ships going. She reminds me so yeah. much of Christine Hermosa's uh, character in Sane Wala Nang Wakas. Like, nothing is that explicit about Narda's feelings. And I think they do that on purpose because they want everyone still going. Even the one that's, like, in a forgotten ship like Noah's. Like, no one cares about Noah. I've yet to meet someone, like, on Twitter, in real life, or even on, like, Facebook or, or YouTube. Sure, there's, like, one or two people that would comment on it. But I don't, I've never heard of anyone going, like, mm, I love, I love Paolo and James chemistry like no one does that no one has like a a i don't know how you'd call it um a jane low like love team you know what i mean but they're still keeping it going right so that's a strategy that i think abs writers have because they know that there's a power of ships right so they will always portray the main protagonist with the vaguest feelings and open for all the interpretations that you want you know one can argue that Narda's really entertaining Noah, right? She gives him she soft is. glances. She yeah, she, she, she gives him soft glances. She seems to like him. They text each other. She's also still like really interested in Brian. She's affected in what Brian and Roblox does. And one can even argue that Regina has an effect on her, right? And we can talk about that later in like the later episodes. Yeah. And, you know, how she's so drawn to Regina. And they're doing this on purpose, everyone. Because they want you tuning in. So even though there's a main ship, they want all options open because they want the audience still tuned in. Mm-hmm. Because once they do it, that Narda explicitly loves someone, they know they're going to lose some of the audience. So they want to keep you guessing um, throughout. And that's like their style. They may do it a little bit more explicit, probably, probably like closer to the end. Or... They can do a contest like they did last time and make it a cash cow. But we'll see what they'll do. Um, so that's why everything's so vague. Like you're thinking, why is she doing this to Noah? Why is she doing this to Brian? Why is she reacting like this to Regina? So, um, and we'll discuss that a bit more, especially on the Regina end on like the later episodes. So mm-hmm. it ends there. Yeah. And we, um, to oh, we go to Tuesday. Go and this is where Brian sees Narda having dinner with mm-hmm. Noah and his father. You know, the number of times is that Brian crashed a dinner. I've lost count in this series. 
know. I guess everybody just wants to feed him because he yeah. has like no family right. and probably doesn't know how to cook. He must have I don't saved, know. He, 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 he gets to cook, save a lot on groceries, right? Yeah, he does. He does save a lot of money on on food and groceries. Yeah, for sure. It it does start, you know, with with that and how he's shocked to see, um, you know, Narda and Noah mm-hmm. together in that dinner, and, and how he's like slicing the steak a certain way and all that and i think this is supposed to be like what straight people think as colleague scene but um, it, it, for me it was just like so yeah such uh, a task to watch i'm like there's nothing entertaining about this this is y'all live such boring lives this is what triggered him to go to narda and tell her to stay away from noah what did you think about that well i have a lot of thoughts yeah. um about that whole scene so my issue with any kind of Filipino drama is they tend to portray love by being an asshole to a woman. This is like the Miggy of a very special love. And I, I don't know why it's like such a thing, which is if some some guy got into like my own home and told me right. and told me that umaasa ako, that I I like you. You are like forever banned in my life. Like that that's just like there to like show that this is angst ridden, that he is um hiding his true feelings for Narda, that he is in denial. But like there's nothing like I think you know, there's no self respect for someone if they would entertain someone like that. Yeah. And you know, and we're supposed to see Brian as like this righteous guy but i don't think there's anything righteous about doing something like this it, it was so degrading how he treats narda um, i know right and how he, he sees her as like such beneath him yeah although to his defense oh my god i'm defending brian to his defense i think i'll have a violent reaction to if a friend because they're friends right they acknowledge that they're friends mm-hmm. if a friend suddenly entertains my bully right if, if someone that beat me up in high school decided to you know um date you or is wooing you and you're entertaining him i'll have issues with that but it's looks like that's not really his issue his his like main issue is is like you're you're seeing this guy do you believe he actually likes you and which offended narda because it's like you don't believe anyone would actually like me yeah and this is a constant theme in brian's um character which is he sees Narda as beneath him. And the funny thing is, the funny thing that. about this whole scene while this was going on, like Brian's tirade, um, in the background, there's like a sweet background music. And I was like, are we supposed to find this romantic? Because this is not romantic <laughs> at all. No, I, I think <laughs> it's just really how we portray it. I mean, in, in recent times, they've, they've kind of changed this up. But there's still some of these old school type of writing that I see, which is like enemies to lovers has to be like the man should be like such an asshole and you have to tame this asshole in a way. And I I just don't find anything appealing about it, especially in 2022. This is not not like 1997 anymore, Mm -hmm. right? This is not Dieter Ocampo. It's like, I, I don't know why we're not moving forward from this. Although I see it in like top mainstream movies that were changing, right? Like, for example, you have Ethan from Hello, Love, Goodbye, who's like a total green flag. And that's like the biggest film that we've ever had. 
So it's obvious based on like the money that they're making that people are responding to guys that treat women well. Why mm-hmm. are we still writing assholes like this? And why are we seeing it like they're not red flags? Because that's my thing. If they address Brian as an actual red flag, right? It's not like this righteous guy. I won't have a problem with this. But they don't. They We, we are supposed to see him as a hero. Mm-hmm. And he's not. And that's my main issue. I don't have an issue with very flawed characters. But address it. You're, we're supposed to be blind and see him as, you know, this knight in shining armor that cares for Narda while he insults her, while he demeans her, while he disrespects her. And it's just not a good message. It's, it, I, I think it's so antiquated um, when you write characters like this. <laughs> like, it's 2022. Sabi nga it's 2022. I don't know still Nadine. write people like this. Hi, Nadine. You know, and, and <laughs> dynamics like this. And I, I will go on again about their dynamic in like the next episode. Yeah, thank God that Narda had the perfect response to this. Yes, yes. Right? Thank you. Right. So in this yeah, episode, and- also we had the mayor. I don't, I don't remember who was talking to, but he had this facility built, right? So yeah, remember you were talking about to, Smallville that they had location. like they yeah, a special route, finally. Yeah. <laughs> So they have a, re- a rehab center for a rehab center, and more important yes. than that was the Narda and Regina scene in the hospital, right? So we have to talk right. about this because we have to talk about Darlentina Crumbs as much as possible. So they had this scene Even. wherein they were, of course, talking about Sir Brian <laughs> Robles. How Regina kissed. Regina him. told Narda that they kissed. How did you guys feel about that? Um, yung Makasama natin dito. <laughs> Harry. Parang I forgot. Parang pala ulit yun. That oh, was yeah. the hospital scene uh, yeah, wherein yeah. they visited Richard and then af- right after. Brian and I kissed. Yeah. We kissed. Janela Salvador is more like a Konya accent. We kissed. That was so... I guess it's because they were supposed to establish that they're friends. So Regina was trying to share something like the information but it kind of went to me like why are you asking for like are you asking for like approval from Narda that that's how I thought the mm-hmm. but I, I don't know whether it's that's the intention but that's how I see it na parang, why are you trying so hard to like insist that you like this guy which was not really established for the whole duration yeah. of this ep- or the, this whole story and then they even said that parang uh, I think Regina even mentioned that, parang, I I already love him, parang ganon. Yeah, I've been in love with him for many. Yeah, years, and it was but like, she just like focused on work. <laughs> yeah, being, okay. The show is yeah. basically telling us this. They don't really show you; they just tell you what you're supposed to. Yeah, but yeah. I don't believe Regina. Yeah, I, I don't believe her at all. But I have like my own interpretations about Regina's character. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe anything she says. Mm-hmm. I think she's just saying it because she's just clinging into whatever that she thinks can save her. But the thing is, what she doesn't understand is she's completely corrupted by Valentina. So even in Regina motivations, yeah. it's already corrupted. So that's how I see it. I mean, okay. even her excuse that she's always been busy, it doesn't make sense. Because she wasn't busy running to Narda all the time. She wasn't busy, you know, <laughs> clinging to Narda all the time going to her house each time 
without like any kind of you know heads up um she was not busy getting drunk when narda doesn't talk to her you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so it doesn't make sense but i do think she's convincing herself of this and you will see remnants of this in scenes when she's looking at herself in the mirror you mm-hmm. will see old regina kind of looking at herself in the mirror and then something will flicker and there's a change in expression again janella's performance is extremely nuanced and you have to see like the shift of emotions each time and there is that shift um each time when she's looking at herself in the mirror and then she's suddenly getting into this evil smile and i think what we're seeing here that even though this is regina's motivations she's completely corrupted by valentina by the time that she even discovered that she is valentina because at the time that she discovered valentina valentina has like complete powers uh, already mm-hmm. because they get the streams the dreams get stronger and stronger right and it's already like her corruption arc that we're getting okay. to so a lot of this is you know sure this is regina's motivations i really do believe that she thinks brian can save her this is just on brand with regina she clings to anyone that shows her care i think regina is a leo i'm a leo if anyone shows me care for some reason i think that you think you she's know, a leo I, I should be in love with you yeah so um and you know she thinks okay you know this is my redemption so i'm going to cling to him but mm-hmm. as she's getting through these actions you know what she doesn't understand is valentina has influence on her already so even though these may be her motivations you know valentina is is in control and mm-hmm. we'll learn a bit more about that in the next episode yeah um i okay. also think that scene you know again it's vague enough for us to think like who is she really jealous of narda i mean like even for narda to like look at her and and say huh like oh so you've always been in love like she had like this face like oh that came out of nowhere because he told me everything if you can tell someone that you hear voices in your head why can't you tell someone that you you like someone right right so she's been completely vulnerable with narda but she never even mentioned she's interested in in brian mm-hmm. um so you can tell like the confusion in, in narda and how uncomfortable she is narda looked like she just stepped on wet vomit or how uncomfortable she was mm-hmm. that entire time in that conversation um and i find their scenes so sad recently ever since um regina discovered that she's valentina there's a definite wall yeah uh, barrier there she acts differently around narda there are times and again in the later episodes that old regina will flicker in around narda but this is a completely new regina that's that's facing her and i think that's the one that's causing a lot of like the sadness for me because it's gone the way she looks at narda is not the same anymore yeah and the fact that she's slowly embracing valentina right mm-hmm. um in this week so maybe that's the cause of that too yeah it's um, it's a different regina Yeah. Sometimes though she she comes through. Mm-hmm. And I'll discuss that later in, in like the later episodes. Sometimes it comes through. And it, it, again this shows like the balancing act that Janelle is trying to hold in this like super complex role. Yeah. Because it's so complex. It, it's like you don't know where she's she's headed just because she's 
she's kind of like a snake shedding her skin, right? It's like a new skin that's like evolving right now. It's, it's this new Regina slash Valentina. Yeah. Or whatever you want to call her. So, yeah. Um, what else happened in this episode? Yeah, so this so la- we- this episode, I also like that they finally addressed Ding. Um, how he felt about Claudio, right? So he's still feeling yeah. betrayed by the whole thing, uh, by Claudio. And there was a scene of him and Narda talking about it. So I, I like that scene. He's having a hard time accepting Claudio still, despite... I, I love it when they show Ding and his vulnerabilities and his mm-hmm. angst. Because I think Zayjin really pulls off these scenes. He also have like, like um, the best chemistry with Jane too. Mm-hmm. They, they really look like siblings and their closeness is like, a, you know, a close-knit siblings. Um, I think he's underutilized as Ding. Please give him more to like um, chew on as an actor. Because yeah, they finally they kind of did in this episode. So yeah, yeah, they did. I like that, and I think more of that because I'm getting annoyed at some point that they hired one of their best child actors, right, um, in the early 2000s to, um, you know, to where we are at right now, just to be the main shipper of Fernanda and Brian. Like, what a waste of like intense talent. So seeing him with this arc with Claudio and finally addressing that, right. Mm-hmm. His his complex feelings for Claudio, um, was was good, right? And you know, I I love those scenes too. I think that's a very strong part of this episode. Yeah, and then this episode ended with Narda having this dream. So uh, we have like a Stranger Things kind of dream. This is a reshoot, by the way, or an additional scene because again, uh-huh. Joshua's hair is like shorter. Anyway, <laughs> consistency aside, um, it, it I find it funny because it's like it, it reminds me of like. Beckna and like uh, Stranger Things. Um, I just want to ask, why does why is Narda dreaming of Regina in that outfit? Why is she in like a leather outfit? Why, <laughs> why does she, she have like to be in that outfit? Like, why why does she look like she's about to put handcuffs on on Darna? Uh, <laughs> whatever. Like I, I just judge like, Narda's um, subconscious because why would you dream about someone like that? Because everybody else is like appropriate. Don't you? Like don't you, Amber? I have not dreamed of you haven't yet of Regina yet, but she has to visit me in my dreams, I guess. Um, but seriously, like, why was she wearing that? Everybody else was in their usual getup because I would think like Regina' yeah. usual getup is like corporate, you know, her, her corporate attire, yeah, right? Kind of like even when she saw her last time, she was still like Regina, um, you know, outfit. But she went on like full on like she's about to go clubbing with with Sandra too in, in yeah. Vegas. <laughs> It was a very sexy outfit, and it's all leather. I was like, "Okay, Narda, what are what are what's your subconscious telling you?" It's <laughs> super gay, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> but that's the only thing that got me really distracted in that dream. I'm like, "Why is she wearing that in your dream?" So weird. Of but course, Ella Salvador looked great. Of in course, that outfit, that's the so. thing that got you distracted. Of course, of course. <laughs> So now we move on to the next episode, this infamous episode. This this was a Wednesday episode, and this got yeah, a lot and, of heat you know, from Twitter world. The fans. The fans, yeah. especially. Um, and then we, we see it in the previous episode, too, that Regina's trying to cook something, right? Yeah. And, and wearing, like, the Slytherin outfit. That's what people are saying. She looks like she's about to be in Harry Potter as a Slytherin with her, like, green necktie and all that. And I'm like, ill. she was looking really good, but she's cooking for Brian. Gross. So <laughs> we get to that next episode, right? Yeah. Um, and we, 
we see Narda and uh, her best friend talking about guess who? For me, it's interesting Mara and um, Narda's conversation because Narda said that when that was addressed, she finally figured out that she didn't like Brian. Right? Mm. Like she actually said, like, no, oh, she, she was kind of like, like I think she was still kind of figuring it out. Um, yeah. By that scene, again, I think um, she still <laughs> likes Brian. Yeah. So but she's again, trying to convince herself to that, vague. yeah, they they're still keeping it vague enough. Like mm, maybe I don't really like him, eh. right? And yeah, and, kind know, of trying to convince saw... herself, given the situation. Yeah. yeah, but like even that, she's like completely nonchalant um, in the next you know few minutes because mm-hmm. she saw that Noah logged in, and they started you know doing their show when they saw Noah watching them. So again, this is their strategy as writers. They want to keep that as vague as possible. So they want all ships open. Mm-hmm. But and let's go back to Regina. Let's oh. go back to Regina. She got attacked and kidnapped in this episode. Yeah, and and prior to this, like Rex was talking to her, right? Like, yeah. Why are you not at work yet? What are you doing? You know, are you hanging out with a cop? You know, and this is when you know that Valentina has such power on Regina. Because an old Regina, if Rex told her anything like that, she has like this very childlike demeanor, scared of him and everything. And this time, Regina was just very plastic with her dad. She's just, it's kind of like it's entering her ear and like leaving the other ear. Like she did not give a fuck. Right, and that is not how we know Regina. Regina's scared of her father. Regina, like every time her father's disappointed in her, she is torn to pieces. And this time, she didn't care. And I was like, okay, Valentina has such power over her now because this is not how I know Regina when Rex is disappointed in her. Mm-hmm. So now we get to these kidnappers that's talking to someone, right? And apparently they're, they need to get Regina and they can do whatever they want with her, right? And she gets attacked. And although Regina yeah. did put a yeah. good fight. Um, and Ali, I Ali was surprised at, with her skills. Yeah, Regina knows martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. I was like, oh, she's trained. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she tried self-defense, but how can you really defend yourself with like that many people ganging up on you right so um they abducted her ali was hurt stabbed and you know of course narda's an emt has to run to ali and she knows that regina's in trouble um and she's like i thought to turn into darnana right but she can't because she's at work um her co-workers are around her and Richard, who knows her secrets, trying to like get her to go. Um, so we we get to the Brian scenes, right? And this is the first time I agreed with Brian when the reporters were asking them about his romance with Regina, and he's like, "Serioso kayo?" Because that would have been my reaction to yeah, the Maritas reporters. Uh, yeah, but we we learn that. You know, um, Brian figured out that there's a lot of men involved in in kidnapping 
Regina. But I'm like, aren't you supposed to just ask Ali? Yeah. <laughs> Why does he have to figure it out himself? Ali's like alive. Yeah. Ali's like you could have just asked him. Like what happened? Going. You don't have to like give me a huge scene of Brian Uh-oh. trying to reenact it in his brain. He can just ask Ali, going like, how many men were there? Yeah. It's so stupid. Stop show. Stop trying to make Brian like smart because it just looks so stupid stop (laughs) it with this csi shit because it looks stupid stop pulling it off slow burn mystery darna you are not yeah and kia was saying uh my cctv pa doon so he could just look at it (laughs) it's it's ali's alive there's cctv we don't need a long scene of brian trying to like solve this like no one's no one gives a fuck Mm -hmm. like people will give a fuck they want more um, brian screen time well, if you want more Brian screen time, you can just show Joshua, like, you know, I don't know, sad or something. Like, just focus on his, like, baby face. Or, I don't know, he can dance. <laughs> it's not like, stop trying to make him, like, more powerful than he is. Because he's not. It's like, none of this makes sense. They're, they're trying to make him look smart. Yeah, we're like, like JRB, we know what you're doing. We know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> we can see through this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I know you're trying to make him important, but at least make it make narrative sense. Like, hello, like it doesn't need to be, uh, you know, this this long ass scene. When again, as they said, there's a CCTV and Ali's alive. Like Ali was talking to Narda. Why can't you ask like, oh, ilang tao no nandun? Yeah. Ali, ano nila? Hello. Could have saved so much time. I was like, come on, come on, plot hole so gaping i'm like about to fall in this plot hole cookie pirate was saying jrb creative prod is, is literally the fan stand account of brian yeah. Rob. <laughs> it's true jrb is the fan stand account of joshua garcia and brian yeah um it, we have this we, big scene as well we're in uh they did this brian and darna flying together which made no sense at all because because see, because she she already located the location right yeah, Ding's hacker skills were, were pretty good, right? He got into Yeah, I mean, where did that come from? He, he always has been, um, even on, like, the pilot week, it was established that he's, like, a, a big techie. He was, like, a gamer, but I don't like, see, like, a laptop or a PC smart. in his house. And now he's this genius hacker all of a sudden. I'm, I'm kind of not buying that, to be honest. I think yeah. that that was just to make things convenient. So, True. But um, I always thought that yeah. Ding was... Mark, it was kind of established that's why she was so disappointed when um, he didn't want to go to school. Um, but again, there's not a lot of focus on Ding. But I would, I would accept this convenience because I would rather it be Ding than Brian. Um, he knows how to do everything. He knows yeah. how to cook. He knows how to like you know hack or he knows how to do so. I don't give a fuck. But with that said. Um, we see Darna really looking for Regina, right? She's flying around. Mm-hmm. Um, she sees her phone, which has like this. Why does it have a weird sound? I go shing. So gay. Um, anyway, it looks like Regina's really in love with herself, which is a Leo <laughs> trait. I, I have this whole concept that Regina is Leo coded, and Narda is Pi- a Pisces. It reminds me of um, war flashbacks of me and my ex, but that's a different story. Okay. Um, you want to share? Yeah. No, no, we're not going we to share that. We um, can digress. You know, it's, it's just a very, <laughs> like, you can tell that Regina's really into herself. 
but they find the phone, right? And then we get to the scene. And um, I guess before we talk about the scene, we want to say that, you know, just trigger warning, right? Because, you know, we, we are going to discuss very sensitive material. So um, just a care warning. So um, if you are going to be uncomfortable in discussions about sexual assault, um, just skip to like our next discussion or the next episode. So mm -hmm. we get to this scene when Regina was abducted um, and they move from van to van. They get to like this Talaheb, um, Talaheb um, place, whatever, it's jungle. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. There's a lot of those places in the Philippines. And actually, I'll tell you, this is a real story because I binge watched Darna mm -hmm. and my mom and my nephew were around or visiting. And um, what happened was when it got to that scene, my mom actually said, oh, make sure Daniel's not around my nephew. My nephew's like um, nine years old because she's like, oh, wow, this is this is kind of intense. And my sister had to like make sure that my nephew went downstairs. So that's just my mom, regular viewer, right? Who was like, whoa, okay, that's, that's not what I expected. Because they were really going to depict an attempted gang rape in a kiddie show. That's what it was. Like, Darna's a family-oriented show. This is not, like, say, Cherry Red, a family affair where you can show whatever you want. This is advertised as, one, family-oriented show, two, women empowerment. But every time there's, like, you know, depictions of violence against women, they seem to really love showing it. The, if you want to show Regina transform, it didn't have to be this long scene of an attempted sexual assault. That's my whole issue about that. You could have implied that, right? It was so long. It was from the van when, when the dude kept smelling her hair to getting there and she was attacked and these men were were holding on to her legs and her arms and she was just surrounded by them added to the fact that we just you know um it, it was just very long mm -hmm. and uncomfortable and it was really reckless because they didn't even one this is a pg rating that's not a pg rating um to give you a bit of a background usually stations they uh, self-regulate MTRCB has no um, time to watch every episode. They just don't have the time to do that. So usually these ratings are self-regulated. So that means ABS-CBN picked that this is a PG rating. That's not a PG rating. That's an SPG rating, in my opinion. Second, usually ABS-CBN, when you watch MMK, Viral Scandal, they do trigger warnings for scenes like this. JRB was irresponsible by not even like putting a trigger warning before this episode. I can actually forgive the past scenes, such as like Valentina saving that girl that was, you know, for attempted rape because they didn't, they barely showed anything. But this one, the depiction was really long. Uh, they even had, they even showed that she was being slapped. They even showed that she's, they were trying to undress her. And I was like, this is not necessary. This is like gratuitous in, in nature. Like there's no way that you should show this. And part of me is blaming the director because he's well known for doing scenes like this. Rubin Chano had a lot of scenes of sexual assault. 
I, I don't know if he's into just like showing scenes like this, if that's like his weird fetish, but I, I think there has to be some responsibility there if you're going to show this in a family-oriented show or you're advertising as a family-oriented show. You, you know, some of the audience gets mad at any implication that thinks maybe gay, that maybe Darna can have a little crush on her boss. And that's so offensive because, oh my God, the children, but an attempted rape scene, no one says anything, that's bullshit. So I, I, I personally found that scene to be one, very triggering. And two, like, how did that even get there? And what's the purpose? Because you could have done this story, told this story without that long scene of, you know, attempted gang rape. <laughs> you, you know, so there are a lot of issues um, with with this episode. So um, I, I know we, we talked about this on, on, on our DMs, right? You're like, what's going on? Deba, I've always shared with you that I'm a little bit confused with, or I think the show is confused with who their target audience is. Um, because... Sometimes this is this looks like a kiddie show, but there's a love triangle, there's a seduction scene, there's an almost rape scene. So, I mean, I think they're very confused with who their target audience is because there's a lot of loopholes in this show, right? In terms of the storytelling, but there are just some elements that if you try to explain it, it, it gets too complicated for a kiddie show. So you just try to enjoy it as it is. If you understand that, okay, this is written for kids. This is a family-oriented show written for young kids, then fine. But then you see scenes like this as well. So I think that they are confused with who their target audience is. I think that if he, they would be able to define it and just stick with that, I think they would be able to write a better storyline. Personally, I think they did it because they think it will attract people. It's always been an issue in that APM's time slot ever since Prabin Shano came in. Prabin Shano had very great, very graphic depictions of rape on primetime. And I think ever since then, they just wanted to keep doing it. And and I'm calling out really the station because shame on you. Because you're a hypocrite. You would do it on other shows and go, hey, trigger warning, viral scandal, there's scenes of sexual assault, please. For your care, if, if these scenes are bad for you, don't watch. And then you will come up in this family-oriented show and show a scene like that. I don't have problems with depictions of love triangles or even seduction scenes because the um, MTRCB's regulations about PG rating is as long as up to 13 years old, you would understand it. Um you know, and, and it's just implied. So implied sex is okay in MTRCB. But this violent depiction of, you know, an attempted gang rape that actually, like, goes beyond what MTRCB says is a PG show. So, mm -hmm. and I personally think that they think that's what people want to see. I think they think there's something perverted out there that want to see this. And I, I'm calling them out. I think it's bullshit. I think it's shame on you um and and these are like their directors are men you know what i mean like why have that why have your actress go through that especially since she has you know trauma on on, on violence right it's it's just a lot mm. of things that i was so confused about um when they depicted that so it it, uh, it got a lot of people mad and livid 
mm-hmm. and rightly so. So, um, yeah, so hoping that we can do some action on that, but we'll, we'll talk about that later yeah. on like a different time. But I, I was actually really offended. And the fact that my mom was worried that my nephew may see it, it's not just me, mm-hmm. right? And I've actually talked to people after this that are not like active on Twitter. Like there was like a, I have a Facebook messenger with some of my in real life friends from the Philippines. Um, and one said like she had to turn off the TV and smoke because like it's really triggering. She she was a survivor of sexual assault. So like things like this, there's they just could no have at responsibility least, there. Um, provided a trigger warning. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's the least that you can do. Like provide like a care warning mm-hmm. that this is going to happen. But there's nothing. There's nothing there. And even like their PG thing didn't say anything about depictions of sexual violence so that's on them so let's and and of course you know because of this you know extreme scene right and what's being done to regina she finally transforms into valentina yeah and she kills them all right Mm -hmm. ruthlessly um and mercilessly deserving so I was like, yes, please kill all of them. We don't need. I was like, please do so. Yeah, this is um, this is this is this, the Thursday episode, and where we see her really fully embrace the Valentina persona. She realized that she doesn't need anyone. She could save herself. She actually yeah. saved herself, and so she felt this power. If only she succumb to it or just fully embrace it then she could have this power she could have control over it and she could use it so now she finally fully embraced it especially when valentina transformed into regina and she Mm -hmm. had like this evil smile yeah it kind of reminds me of um megan fox and jennifer's body Mm -hmm. Um, i haven't seen that you know right yeah i I know i know that movie of course yeah so it, it reminded me of that when when like you know Janelle Salvador did like this thing with her neck it's just kind of like oh and she looked like she was just so drunk with power right after she killed yeah. um yeah. those men she fully felt aware. it like fully aware what? while this was happening because usually because before when she transforms to Valentina trip. yeah she doesn't remember anything so now she was fully aware of it she kind of like oh I like this I think yeah this could work <laughs> That finally we can be one. Yes. And I have control over this. Yeah, and Borgo power. succeeded, basically. Yeah. In his plan. And I don't feel so helpless anymore. Mm-hmm. Because Regina has always been, even though with her strong facade, has always had these insecurities and she feels so helpless all the time. And finally, she has this power. Mm-hmm. And it felt good. It felt good. For her. Yeah. Yeah. So, so because we were talking about this last week the reason why she wanted to cling to brian was just to push valentina off and brian as someone who would make her happy would uh, suppress that but now even when she's fully aware you know she's already valentina she still goes to brian and so i think that theory of ours is, is now out of the window that she wants to suppress or she wants to use brian to surprise yeah. Valentina. Now she's just... Because she's acting on her own now. 
and she still goes yeah. for Brian. I think because I again, as I said earlier, her motivations are Regina, but it's corrupted already. Mm-hmm. It, it's Valentina corrupted. Yeah. Yes, those are Regina's main motivations, but it's Valentina corrupted. Mm-hmm. It's like those voices in her head going like, "You can have everything. You can have power. You can have love." from someone that mm-hmm. is well loved by the community. So I I think it's sure she may have those motivations initially, but what she didn't know from the past week is even though she had those motivations, she's extremely corrupted at that point. It was too late. By the time that she discovered she was Valentina, I thought it was too late already because that means that Valentina's so strong that she finally knows, right? Cuz before the dreams were so vague. And the dreams become stronger and stronger. So even though those motivations may be Regina's, mm-hmm. it's it's all corrupted by Valentina at this point. And I think we need, I personally think that we need to go the full corruption arc and we need her to see, be just full on evil. Yeah. Not just a touch of evil. I want her full on evil. Um, in a way, in order for her redemption arc to happen, we need to completely lose Regina. Sometimes she's still there. With her character, I hope that it would still be Regina's decision to fully embrace Valentina and not because she was fully corrupted by Valentina. If you get what I mean, if they would do a redemption arc with this character, it would be so much more satisfying with the realization at the end for her. I don't want her, okay, I made this because I made this decision because I was fully corrupted by Valentina and it was Valentina who was deciding for me. I kind of wanted her to just decide for herself to be pure evil or not. I always thought of like the Valentina arc for Regina is it shows her moral compass. Yeah. Like even like the, the voices in her head. Every mm-hmm. time she, it, it only happens before. Old Regina, mm-hmm. talk about old Regina. The voices in her head only happens when she's insecure, sad, angry, and like, or wants like some sort of justice to happen. And... I think it's her moral compass because she's she's so this is my thing about sometimes with the fandom um I I think we see Regina with these rose-tinted glasses that we put her on a pedestal because she's such a likable character but from the beginning she's always been a little shady um that's what makes her interesting that her moral compass has always been a little Mm -hmm. askew um, and every time it skews a little, the voice in her head comes in. And now that Valentina is really strong, and I think it's because her moral compass is, is, is getting to the opposite direction mm-hmm. now. And we're getting to that full corruption. I do think these are still Regina's motivations, just like completely corrupt. I hope so. Yeah. Because I saw Valentina. a tweet from, is that Julianne, the head? She said that mm-hmm. this is Valentina and you know, Regina Not would Regina. never fall for someone like Brian. She said something like that. So I was like thinking, because if they make it like, oh, she did these things or these bad things because it was fully Valentina and Regina's like, like not conscious about it. I think that would be yeah. too convenient. Yeah, I don't right? think it's like an easy shortcut. Yeah, I, I do easy. want Regina to be corrupted, but mm-hmm. I also want it that there's like a Valentina influence there. But I don't want, I guess, like, there are some theories that Regina's, like, stuck somewhere, that it's not her anymore, it's all that. Oh, I would, I hope that that's not the case. I don't want that to yeah. happen. I I want Regina 
to be morally gray. Yeah. I know there's a rose tinted glasses with like Regina, but I enjoy it when she has flaws and she's she has an evil side too. Mm-hmm. And we need to admit that as a fandom that she has an evil side too. Mm-hmm. She's always had an evil side. So and that can happen. And she's always been groomed. multidimensional. Let's stick with that, right? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, don't skirt it. Like mm-hmm. I, I hope they do they don't skirt through that. Because mm-hmm. yes, because sometimes I feel because she's well loved that they may do something like that, which is yeah. like, this is all Valentina all along. And yeah, Valentina's somewhere yeah. like stuck. That like, would be too easy. Inside. That would be too easy. Yeah, it would be too easy. I think Regina's motivations still have to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, just corrupted. Yeah. Right. And how 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 much can she be fully corrupted? I want that corruption arc to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't want you know Valentina to take over. Um, but. You know, I, I I understand your worry because I do think sometimes they are worried in how they're going to portray this contrabida. Yeah. That they may go like, no, this is all Valentina. Because mm-hmm. in the end, pag wala na si Valentina, biglang. <laughs> oh, parang magic. Lang Mabait na si Valentina. Parang, em- si parang Emily Rose lang pala. Parang yeah. possessed lang. <laughs> Na-possessed lang pala. Na-possessed lang pala. Yeah. Tapos biglang makalimutan. Tapos magigisis si Regina going, what happened? Mm-mm. You know, so <laughs> yeah. um, I agree with you on that one. Right? I, I want some accountability. It'll be Regina. much more satisfying. I want this to be like, you know, Regina's coming to it. Because that's how I saw it all this time. Because the voices in her head come in every time her moral compass is skewed. Mm-hmm. So why are we going to get out of this pattern if we're just going to have Valentina just possess her? It's, it's exactly. not this one. Okay, I like you, Amber. I, we're like aligned talaga tayo. Like-minded. <laughs> Um, I, I do think that Regina is really like a snake, which is she is shedding all the mm-hmm. skin. Like it's always like new skin in a way yeah. what's going on with Valentina and her whole corruption arc. And we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um, I just want her to go full on evil glee uh, and have my dream scene, which is like the Joker ending with her and her fans. Yeah. Like embrace Valentina mm-hmm. and embrace her fans. And just have like this epic scene of her celebrating with her fans because they like her as a vigilante. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, going to be a different topic altogether. Yeah. So, yeah. We before see... we we go to the Friday episode, we have to talk about this little Valentina crumb again. Narda brings Regina food. Yeah, but it's in her not office. just Valentina crumbs. I think there's it's a not... lot of crumbs in this. <laughs> I, I I think there are a lot. I mm-hmm. think there's like pieces of bread in this episode. Pieces of bread, yeah. And you don't have to have gay lenses to see it. So mm-hmm. what's interesting about this episode for me is, you know, oh, aside from the fact that we know that Borgo slash Rex um, planned this whole thing. This is how evil Borgo is. He basically planned this whole thing so Valentina will come out. So he had someone kidnap her. He he made sure that oh my child finally you're you and valentina are one um you know he he caught regina lying mm-hmm. um about it right um that she was saved by the babaying ahas and you know when we get to darna um you know getting getting to her um we saw regina fake faint and, and fall onto to brian right fakest faint <laughs> ever um oh, yeah, was it I this know episode? A lot of people saying that what's the purpose of like Darna bringing 
fucking Brian to Regina. In my head, I'm like, yeah, and I this know was this episode nga pala, no? That yeah, yeah. So dinala niya, right? In in my head, I I feel like she did that because I think may pagka martyr pa ng konti si Narda even for her friend slash whatever you want to call them their boss I feel like she she knew that maybe Regina would be happy if she offered Roblox to her like they're there to get together um and that's that's my headcanon that I think Narda really cares for Regina and she probably wants to see Roblox unfortunately but we get to this scene and we also get like the slow-mo scene of Narda thinking about this which is when she fake faints Narda her eyes were just directed at Regina oh yeah yeah there was like talk on Twitter about that that she was looking at Regina Brian once she looked at Brian once and she flashed anger and then she looked again at Regina and the softness is there again then we go into her you know her thinking in the night yeah, she couldn't we're sleep. We're playing this scene in slow motion, mm-hmm. having a ballad in, in the background, which is like the very first time I think that they introduced this ballad with the lyrics. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it also looks really gay. But then they went on for her narration that she's thinking about Regina. Yeah. Not Brian. And I think this is classic queer baby. That was so they gay. I'm, I'm sorry. They know what they were doing. Yeah. You will see casual viewers even saying that. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be a Darlentina to see it. And I was like, they did this on purpose. Again, they want to keep her feelings vague. Maybe Brian, Noah, Regina, because they want all ships still yeah. watching. <laughs> and it's a, it's always been their strategy. They're casting they a wide net. All like, yeah. They do this to all their characters. So, um, we we get to that scene and she was thinking of Regina the entire time. Yeah. And I, I, you could have defended it. I was like, that's her gay lenses. But even her narration confirms that she's only thinking of Regina. It's almost like, okay, Papa Obayan ako. Parang ganun, right? Which is mm-hmm. like you're saying, like, you know, at least Brian makes you happy. Yeah. And it was like the weirdest thing. But I'm like, you all know what you're doing. This is bait. That's a big deal because she the point of view was towards Regina. And yeah. if she really feels something about Brian, which she does actually, but that was I just what we're, very sus. What that whole dialogue. She has confused feelings about Brian, right? That's mm-hmm. what that's what they're they're trying to portray. But also we again her feelings are vague enough that we don't really know what she feels for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um but it it was like such a deliberate thing it's deliberate like you can't say this accidental yeah. but again this i think like one of the writers probably is a real darlentina we need to give her donuts because a lot of this, <laughs> these writers are women um we need to give her coffee and donuts but and i think one of the people on twitter even mentioned it that i think it's her straight sister or straight friend um uh that watched that scene and going like well that's weird because if you are jealous, your eyes will always shift to the person that you love, mm-hmm. right? And all throughout, Narda's eyes were just on Regina, um, and it even. Oh, she did look at Brian. Out. Yeah, for like a quick second, mm-hmm. and it's 
flashing anger. Like she was not like looking at him with softness. She she glared at him. Yeah. And then back to softness with Regina. That's a deliberate acting choice. It's a deliberate director's choice. That's deliberate writing. I don't care what y'all say. That's that's super deliberate. If this was a man and a woman, you wouldn't even think at all. Like yeah. you wouldn't have to yeah. think. You're like, oh, that's obvious. She's just jealous. Um, it's, it's the weirdest. Yeah. Um, well, the thing that did it for choice. me was the dialogue. Because if you were yeah, a casual generation. viewer who saw that without any context whatsoever, you would like, oh, yeah, you would shot. think that she was really into Regina, Regina. and Regina. she was like, "Can you buy it?" Because she was very worried about. She didn't even. She wasn't thinking about Brian at all. No, she was worried about Regina the yeah. entire time. Yeah, here uh, from Keo, when you're jealous, you tend to look at the person you love, right? Exactly, and I think that was you. It, it was it was your. You showed it to like I think your straight sister, or your straight friend, mm-hmm. um, and and yeah, it, exactly. That's that's how it works. And even um, an ABS reporter acknowledged it. I was <laughs> like, I wonder if he's doing like a Darlentina like story because he's been following like the big accounts that are Darlentina. Yeah. Um, and he said like, you know, I didn't think much of it until. They confirmed it with that narration. Yeah, it's very sus. Very sus. <laughs> it's very sus. It's very deliberate. I don't very care what anyone yeah. says. Anyone who has like half a brain can see that that's deliberate. Yeah. So, and it confirms it even more in the next scene, which is in the office. Lola cooked for, for Regina, right? Yeah. Marta has food for Regina. She offers it to Regina. They're bonding, and Regina then she reached says, out. Yeah. And took her hand. Yeah, Regina in her very sexy outfit, not very lawyer like of her. She looks like she's about to go clubbing again. Because um, <laughs> this is her Valentina era. So, yeah, her Valentina era um, yeah. in her very revealing outfit um, was there talking about how frustrated she is, um, you know, about um, how she was, exp- she was that desperate. So, it's funny. So, by the way, Regina said, you know, in those hours that she was, you know, in danger. She said that to, to Brian that she's only been thinking of him. She's in love with him. Because in her most precious hours before, like she thought she was going to die. Um, she uh, uh, basically just kept thinking about being in love with Brian and having to confess this. That's what she told Brian. But then she told Narda a whole different thing, which is like in her hours before she was she thought she was going to die, she kept desperately thinking that Darna should save me. Whatever, Regina. Um, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know anymore what you mean. You're just so inconsistent as a character right now, but I understand you, you are uh, in your corruption arc. Um, so she told her that even her worst enemy, which is Darna, she wanted to be saved by her. And she's extremely disappointed that Darna wasn't there to, mm-hmm. to save her. And you see Narda was so hurt by this. Actually, throughout, you see Narda was so hurt that Valentina beat her to saving Regina. It's like she really wanted to save Regina so bad because she wanted to show that Darna cares, right? That maybe yeah. Regina will think yeah. differently about um darna and Amber, she's, your gay is showing. Of, she's insecure and jealous of valentina yeah, it's like yeah. a, a very human emotion and you can see 
a deliberate acting choice again. Jane DeLeon was crying while 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 um, Regina was telling her that Valentina um, saved her. Very deliberate. Like she had tears in her eyes. She 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 swallowed some air. She wiped her hand before holding on to Regina's hand again. I don't care what anyone says. That's deliberate. Mm-hmm. These are all very deliberate. They know what they're doing with these scenes. So you can see that Narda's hurt, that she really wants to save her friend. And she has very confused emotions about this. And again, her emotions are vague enough, not explicit enough that we can interpret it however the hell we want. And mm-hmm. I-, I thought that scene was interesting. But also in that scene, when she held Regina's hand, there's a flicker, a slight flicker, like probably like three seconds of softness in Regina's eyes that was like the old Regina. And then it switched back again. Again, like uh, it, it's like the nuances that you, you see um, right when they held each other's hands. But it went back to, you know, Valentina corrupted Regina. Um, why is uh, Regina's hair getting bigger? <laughs> it's like 80s hair right now. Her her hair. Malaki yung snakes. Like it gets bigger and bigger. Baka, it's, is it the snakes or the secrets that she, she contains? It's like getting bigger and bigger. It's like, dang, her yeah. hair's like... Teenager na yung snakes niya. 80s heavy metal hair nowadays. It's like, does it have all the spray in it? Like, what are they doing to Janela's hair? <laughs> but maybe that's part of her evil arc that she's supposed to have big hair. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was funny during that scene. In, in <laughs> she's keeping way. her secrets there. <laughs> she's keeping her secrets there. Yeah, right? <laughs> Like, it gets bigger and bigger. Like even in next week's episodes, like whoa, I think it's big the snakes. Hair. Yeah, it keeps the snakes, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Niya kasi recently, snakes niya, kaya pala ka pala ka. <laughs> oh, she's keeping her gay there. Apparently, that's what people say here <laughs> on the chat. But it's really big hair. Yo, it's distracting. That's idea. Why is her hair so big? <laughs> um. Baka it's a reshoot, then, diba? Baka. And her makeup. I think yung, her makeup ano, hairstylist. Like, is not as bad anymore as that um one week when she was visiting Narda. Yeah. No, that was really bad makeup. Right now, yeah, she still has like the glitter effect, but it's not as bad as it oh. was. Sabi si Chad, it went to her hair. Yeah, she does look different. Sabi Nicole. Yeah. And, and I think they're doing this on purpose. Naka so like her, siya. her corruption arc, right? It's just mm-hmm. funny that it gets to be bigger here. So if she's completely corrupted, is it going to be like much bigger? Is it going mm-hmm. to be like Cindy Lauper from the 80s? <laughs> Nakatayo na yung hair by the end of the series. Like, we'll see. Um, so, what's that? What episode are we in? Are we Friday's episode? We're on Friday's nine? episode, which I think was the most boring. Because <laughs> it's like all about like the love The Stosium, I think. How do you pronounce it? Stosium or Stosium? So, yeah. we know that Borgos um, trying to build a secret weapon that will he got um, the mm-hmm. stone from Darna. In my head, that the will secret what? weapons go. He gop though. He used the word he gop. That's like uh, okay. all the words that, that you will have to he gop the stone. <laughs> okay. You could use the word like Hunin. No, you have to use the word he, he gop. And like okay. everybody's like, gay enough and they're like, ooh, that's what Valentina's gonna do. He gooping him, but that's it. Um, he's building this weapon. He's pretending to be this woman, right? That's like trying to get this weapon and all that. It's a lot of like. And, and remember when you're asking what Lolo's job is? Yeah. Like, what does he know? They, they address it here. That he's a scientist. Finally. And he's a retired... 
he's retired, yeah. Because like, several scenes before this, I was also thinking, where does he get his money to buy all these equipment? He has a telescope, he has a full yeah, lab. <laughs> so... Yeah. And apparently he's, he used to be apparently, like a very yeah. smart guy within like that university realm. Yeah. And he keeps telling them that, no, this is very dangerous. And they said like, this is the reason why you got out of that, that university because, you know, basically they're Lolo. Yeah. So, I mean, is this a thing? Like, come on. Can, okay. We have a bunch of people from the Philippines here. So I didn't grow up in the Philippines. I, I, I got out of the Philippines as like a very young teenager. Is this a thing that like people would just... You know, guys that like you would just visit you at home and nakikikain. Like, <laughs> is that like a fucking thing? Because that sounds really annoying. And guys from the like, Philippines. There's nothing remotely romantic about this. Like, ooh, who does that? No, I don't think so. Everybody's like, yeah, but y'all gay. Oh, yeah, Maybe this, this episode. This is the dinner scene with Noah and Maybe Brian. it's just Noah Bawal. Okay. Maybe Gusan Lai Pa Uso. Yeah. My mom said something like her Manilego, though. They used to do it. Like, they used to do eat. Uh, mm-hmm. there. Maybe it's like an old school thing. My mom's a boomer. But you know, when you talk to boomers, they're like, I'm like, yeah, because the ratio of the women But my mom did say like there was a time when people did that, like, but it's very old school. Because I asked her, I was like, is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I just find it really weird and rude that people will just come in <laughs> Uninvited, and they're like, "Oh, my guy, no." So Noah was there. Yeah, Narda was, of course, there. She lives there, and we have Brian also eating there. And prior to this, like Brian finally apologized to Narda, right, for treating yes. her like shit. They kind of you reconciled. Know, yeah. Because, yeah, they kind of reconciled. So I don't know. And they look like the BFFs here. there. I think they, they work like better as BFFs. I don't know if the writers here are young. I know one of them is extremely young. Probably as young as the Darlentina fans, like in her early 20s. But I I just don't see anything appealing or romantic about two people that are acting like they're fifth graders trying to chase each other <laughs> and pinipitikimanonila. Like, I'm supposed Napa to believe ganun, that... I don't know. Couples? Yeah, I dated men. And none of like you know, I, I never like pick someone's no. Yeah, like, that wasn't. It was very childish. It was more like paramaguya thing, and I I don't That's know. That's for the headset. They keep developing this <laughs> so romantic relationship. No, yo, I, I went into like het relationship, and we didn't do that. So yeah, like as a representative, like no, there's nothing remotely romantic about how they're portraying it. Like no one does that. Sometimes that kind of dynamic will work if you're childhood friends, right? You've known each other for a very long time. But Narda and Brian knew each other in high school once and saw each other again when he called her Epal or like Ikaw na naman, like in the pilot week, right? So we're the establishment here is they're not supposed to be like that comfortable with each other. So mm-hmm. it's just a very weird dynamic. Yeah, It almost looks like Maguya. Like no one like tweets each other like that if you're like what kind of flirting is this are we <laughs> if you were 13 i get it yeah. that's something that i would do when i was like 12 or 13 years old mm-hmm. with, with some guy i like yes i did date men at some point um, and brian is like a police officer it's just so weird because we're supposed to believe that they're like at least 
22 years old. Brian probably older than Narda. And Regina's 27 at this point. So it's just very weird. It's like, is that how you want to portray this love angle? (laughs) And I know we're supposed to believe that Jane and Joshua is like the main ship and they're very sikat. But compared to other straight tandems, that's actually like, I'll be honest, it's like kind of a flop. We're going to look at data. We're going to look at like views and everything. This is nothing compared to like how partnerships are done for straight tandems. And I don't blame the casual viewers and the audience because how <laughs> right? Even as an unbiased casual viewer point of view, how is this going to work? Right? I know they're trying to portray them as like asupusa, but there's no tension there if you're gonna treat each other like 10-year-old kids. Yeah. Right? So I don't know if, if one of the writers is like extremely young. I think it's it's weird how they portray their relationship. You don't know what their dynamic really is. Yeah. I'm not really, you know, I'm I'm indifferent to Brian. I mean, I think he's one of the weakest characters in the show, but I'm not really like averse to his character, like whatever. But this is the first time, especially during that dinner scene that I really felt annoyed with Brian. Yeah, that was yeah. like it made me want to ship Noah and Narda. Because at least Noah was like talking about important stuff. Like, he talks about like this extra facility. And then here's Brian during this dinner scene. It was like so childish. And it's just so unbecoming for someone like him. And also someone like a police officer to act that way. It was just so annoying. I thought the whole thing was odd. He acted like he's Ding's age. And I think they're trying to put like some comedic comedic spin to it, right? Because it was mm-hmm. pretty funny when they when Ding and him started. It laughing. wasn't funny at all. It was so when when Noah said that, you know, he wants to treat Narda like a princess, and they started laughing because they yeah. don't see Narda as a princess. Like, I would get this dynamic if it's like a guy best friend, and then, you know, um, Narda has always been like this, you know, boyish friend that they know. That's why it's weird that. But it's not even established as that. It's just like a very weird story. For a main ship, this is the weirdest story. It's like you don't know what to do with them. So are they supposed to be magkuya? Are they supposed to be like, ako bahala sa lungkot mo? It's, again, Brian's a sim. They don't know what the hell to do with him. It's the weirdest um, just writing direction and what they're doing. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like at least Noah's like pretty established. Like their connections pretty established. Um, even him showing the rehab center kind of mm-hmm. shows that, hey, so you know, for guys like Vince, even though you didn't get to save Vince, you know, we, we can save the others. And that was like very sweet and intentional of him to show Narda that, right? That hey, you know, this is something that I know you're passionate about and we're doing changes. Yeah. So I get it. And actually, a lot of people were responding to Noah at that time. Like, more I mean, Noah at that time. Because again, it's just, you know, appropriate behavior. And the other one's acting like a 10 year old. And I don't know if this is a thing. Like, I'm just so confused. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there was a whole speech about Nar- with Narda saying that Brian is someone she looks up to because he does everything right. And I'm, I'm like, when? 
<laughs> when? When did this happen? What Brian are you talking about? It's all star power at this point. They're only doing this because it's it's played by Joshua Garcia, who's a very, very big star. Because right now, none of his char- like, characteristics Which is kind sense. of ironic because if that's the case, they could have written him way, way better, better? than this. Yeah. I, I don't know. Could have. It, it's just a mess. His character is like worse written and just a mess. Um, and in this episode too, the weird thing about that dinner scene is Regina called, right? Yeah. And said um, she was inviting Brian to get dinner. And Narda, as soon as she heard that Regina's on the other line, she got really excited, right? Hi, Regina! Uh, again, very weird, deliberate choice. Like, she didn't show any kind of, like, jealousy. Although Regina did. Um, you're hanging out with Narda. You don't want to hang out with me. Um, again, it's a very weird direction. But, you know, this, you th- this you th- whole... You think ep- that uh, Narda's reaction there was because she's worried about Regina? Or was it because she's a little bit jealous about Brian? Who? Narda? Yeah. She showed excitement as soon as she heard that Regina was there. Yeah. I think that they're trying to... Again, they're trying to cast a wide net, right? And Yeah. I think that she's still into Brian. That's that's my read. And but she's she, jealous. She's trying to show Regina... A little bit, that yeah. That Brian and Regina is like talking to each other. I think that's what they're going for. But they could be yeah, interpreted She looked way, way too excited for that. <laughs> that was also her reaction when... You know, when, when Brian and Regina were in the car, or not Regina, uh, Nardo were, was in the car and Regina was calling in like the first few episodes. And she's like, hi, mom. Like she gets really excited around Regina. And I think it's genuine just because she does like, I think she's even willing to like keep whatever she has with Brian or like Regina, whatever. And like, I think her the friendship this you know, takes... Import, like some importance um i don't know the way they portray narda i i think really is she's she's a good friend um yeah I, I didn't like it can be interpreted as jealousy but it didn't really seem like it with just how excited she was when she said oh regina's on the phone and plus you know i don't understand why brian has to deny it or like not deny it sorry um had to like cover his phone so Regina doesn't hear. Why? What are you hiding? There's nothing to hide. Because uh, there's supposed weird. to be going on between them. Still. Yeah, but there's nothing <laughs> there. And plus, like, Narda's not the type that would lie to Regina either if, if Brian was eating at her house. So, whatever. Like, it, it's just, like, such a weird scene. Um, and then we have a bit more Sandra in her motorcycle... Yeah, there was a chase um, scene there. Yeah, and then how she made like the silver extra. So I think we're that whole Friday episode is just more like here's the action, it's coming, the secret weapons being built. The, there's two secret weapons, right? Which is whatever this material is that's made out of like the crystals and whatever earth matter, and then also Valentina. Right, yeah. and I do believe Borgo's big plan is he's going to 
combine the two together somehow and to to get to the protector to darna and it ends there right does it it ends there right when they attack that yeah university lab Mm -hmm. with sandra doing her work with very weak security yeah and we get that big silver guy and again ding was able to hack the security camera i mean he 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 could have some skills in hacking, but not really that advanced. I just, don't have a problem yeah. with Ding being useful. Yeah, I, I mean, like make use of him being like. <laughs> At least he has some kid. use. <laughs> yeah, I guess he she can't always go like Ding on battle in this modern yeah. version of, of Darna. So he has some use as a sidekick, aside from being Brian and Narda's shipper. I think I just really have a problem with things or characters or skills that had no val- solid foundation or explanation prior. So I think then, with Ding, how they wrote him, it's like, oh, he's a computer genius because he plays video games. And they would just assume yeah, that the audience is That's what I thought, in, that he played like, video games. But yeah, that he's that going to be just that good in anything computer. And yeah, that that's wasn't just enough for them to convince me that's that just he's them a dumbing genius down hacker. The audience, really. Uh, that's yeah. just dumbing down the audience and with Lolo they did establish that he has always been a scientist but the university thing was just added because mm-hmm. I just thought he was like a random scientist that like had all these things because they did have a flashback when he first saw Leonor like back then yeah and he was played by Louis Villarus and and all that we know he's like a genius of some sorts but they only added this university thing um just now yeah so well I think okay. this whole week was a bit of a mess, but I didn't think it's much of a mess like other previous episodes. Um, I think the biggest mess, of course, was that scene with Regina. Um, but overall, I do like the arc that Narda has all these problems in how she's a balancing act at this. And how she's trying to do her work while suppressing all these emotions. Like, the emotions don't govern her so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like, really, Regina's corruption arc. I, maybe it's part of it because Janela Salvador is wearing revealing outfits. But I'm enjoying it, even though she's doing it all for Roblox, which is so gross. But yeah, sure, like, I'm, I'm, I'm always, like, Regina biased. Um, you know, I think... She's such a fascinating character, even in her weird uh, storyline right now. Um, but overall, I think this week was not a big mess as it was in the previous weeks. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest mess has happened already. And then we are coming in to week 10, which is like the revision, the total revision week. And as we see in the previews, there's a lot of female extras, like yeah. a lot of women, because that was Finally. one of like the biggest thing, right? The biggest complaint was we don't get enough women in this show, and now yeah. we get all the female villains. I'm into it. Let's let's do it. I want to see it. So there, yeah, lo- there's a lot of things that I'm 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 into in the next few episodes. What I'm not really into is this love quadrangle because I just think it's so overdone, and I want it over with. Like I want. Brian to just reject Regina already. Regina to feel like she's super rejected by everyone and just get to her evil arc. Just go full on just, evil. I'm impatient. It's just funny that it actually happened, right? Because we were talking about, oh, are we ready for the love quad next week? And it actually happened. 
Yeah, but at least like I kind of like that it kind of came out of nowhere, like Regina's, you know, um, intentions with Brian. Yeah, because suddenly I, she's like so into him to yeah. the point na ikamamatay niya. Yeah, because it just made it like really look forced. Because I really do believe it's just forced. Like, it is. She, it is. It's just convincing herself. Because I think if people are wondering, like, why is it not established? I think if it was established, it's just not going to be as re- real, you know, real for me. I think the fact that she is forcing this right after her Valentina meltdown makes sense. Because I think she's just forcing herself to feel these things. That she wants to convince herself that this is what she wants. Okay, Plus, so you think that she's forcing herself and she's trying to like, convince you know, herself. Like, you, you know, like, not really forcing herself, but like, she's convincing herself that this is what she wants. That this was mm. her redemption. But again, motiv- Regina of motivation corrupted by Valentina already. Mm-hmm. So how much of her corruption arc will happen? Probably it will happen when she gets rejected. I do hope that this is her trying to convince herself because otherwise... Again, it doesn't make any sense to me that ikamamatay niya if Brian yung parang mawala sa kanya, right? Because no, it's ikamamatay niya if Brian learns that she's the monster Valentina. Mm-hmm. I, I thought kasi, di ba right? she was talking to Ali about it? Like, yeah, ayun niya mawala Sorry, si Brian. Something like really that. distracted with her outfit that time. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I kind of like your version better that she's trying to convince no, I really herself think, i don't think anything that she feels about brian is genuine i hope I've so because if she I mean, no, if, if it's it, genuine it doesn't make any sense yeah because what i i say i think it's just possession for her i yeah. think it's just you know her feeling of redemption um i think there's a you know once she's received power she likes more power and i think being with someone that's well-loved by the community is probably something she's going to be into. And plus, she thinks that Brian, you know, really helped her during the times when she had that Valentina meltdown. Um, there are just many things that I've seen Regina with her walls down mm-hmm. and when emotional vulnerabilities are there. And it's very different from, like, the Regina that we have right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Acting choices are so different. Right? Yeah. It's like she's saying one thing, but she's acting like a whole different thing. For someone like, you look so bored saying that. Mm-hmm. You know, like we've seen Regina when she's completely desperate, when she is all out vulnerable, emotions are just out there. And none of her actions speak like that. But yeah. again, I, I've I noticed it during her scenes with Rex when how she reacted to her dad being disappointed in her. This is like a change already. There's something that's changed. She's corrupted. And I'm excited for her full-on corruption. Mm-hmm. Like I'm excited for her to just skew in and, you know, really join in with, with Valentina. And most likely we're going to have more wardrobe changes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they're doing with pa-sexy wardrobe. Pa-sexy, I, don't I don't think a lawyer dresses like that, but <laughs> I'm sure the audience enjoys it. It's very distracting sometimes. I'm like, wait, what What did she say? Uh, <laughs> but overall, I just want her corruption arc. And just like you, I want it to be Regina. Yeah. And it still has to be her ultimate decision to yes. how much she's going to be corrupted mm-hmm. by Valentina. And yeah. just based on Janela's acting choices, that's it looks like it's going there. 
um, especially when, you know, when her and Narda held hands and there was a glimmer of that softness that she used to have for Narda come in and then it disappeared. Mm-hmm. So I think Regina's definitely still there. I, I, I We miss her, but unfortunately, she's the contraband and we have to go through her full-on evil corruption arc. And I'm excited to see what Janela Salvador will do with the corruption arc because you know right now she's doing very well she's she's in her jennifer's body mode at the moment and i'm enjoying it okay we'll yes, see um next week like from weeks 10 to 12 is going to be make or break because this yeah. is when we'll see if it has really improved yes this is when the revisions happen mm-hmm. right so far i like the preview which is like all these women women suddenly we were filled with women um <laughs> Nako, may mga isuship na naman ng, ano, darling Tina. Oh, feeling ko nga rin eh. <laughs> There's a lot of hotties. Yung mga isustalk na naman kayo. <laughs> There are a lot of hotties. Like, one of them is like the the stepmom and the killer bride. Mm-hmm. And I always they look good. Pretty. Yeah, they, they all look good. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm into this. All of these, like... Okay, so I hope na, ano, uh, next week, wala nang report ng mga accounts. And sana hindi na uminit ang ulo ng mga Darlene So <laughs> That was like, so, that was so weird. Last week, a lot of accounts that. got suspended. I hope that yeah. nobody here in the chat got suspended accounts. So, yeah, so my whole issue about that is there's not a lot of queer spaces, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the thing with Darlene fans, these are queer spaces, this is their own Twitter space. They're saying their opinions on their own Twitters. They don't go to your Twitter and pick fights like your fans do. Yeah. So, and the thing is, like, our spaces are already so limited. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to invade those spaces. The thing is just unjust to do so. Like, I've had, like, someone on Curious Cat saying that it really bothers her that Darlentina's won an endgame because it's such disrespect to the Darna Why? legacy. And I'm like, okay, so you're a Darna purist. <laughs> if you're a Darna purist, then you should really want Narda to just be a child because that is how Mars Ravala wrote it. Narda's a child. She swallows the stone. She becomes a woman. And then she's back then again, and then she's going to be a child. If you're such a Darna purist, that's what you believe in. There are several iterations of Darna already. And somehow it's a problem when it's queer. You report, you suspend, you 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 have people like, you know, take down the accounts by by Twitter because Twitter is only an AI. They only respond to, you know, mass reporting. And I think you are silencing queer voices. And shame on you for doing that. Like, you know, it's they have they, we don't have enough spaces already. It's it's like you have had heteronormativity you have that privilege already you have the main ship privilege let people want what they want let people say what they want to say let people want their own end games and their own interpretations there are no rules to fiction stop invading queer spaces because really if you want to play that game we are way um, bigger in numbers and we can play that game with you so Stop invading queer spaces. And, you know, if you want to play the numbers game, then we have the bigger numbers and we can have power over you. So that's mm-hmm. like my own rant about that because I find it very, very insulting that people are invading queer spaces. That's what you're doing. And shame on you for that. Mm-hmm. 
And I think a lot of the um, accounts that got suspended was because of the Wednesday episode, wherein uh, I mean the the kidnapping scene. Yeah, um, they did and it. And a lot of people yeah. daukase was cursing JRB and tagging JRB. So that's how they justified it. Yeah, so basically people are like calling out JRB a lot. Yeah, and because they were triggered. Yeah. Because, you know, the scene was very triggering. Mm-hmm. It, it's, a, it's a violent scene against a woman. And there, there are no warnings. There, there's no nothing. And they were tagging JRB Productions. And I guess with Twitter, since it's an AI, it will just respond to like whatever complaint you have, right? Mm-hmm. If they notice like a cuss on a Twitter account, it's just a machine, right? It's just all machine learning. So yeah, it automatically like suspended a bunch of people. And that's the thing too about Twitter. When you mass report, it will respond. But if they want to play mm-hmm. the numbers game, we have bigger numbers and we can do that to all your accounts. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> and because they actually personally attack Janela Salvador. They go oh. really personal on her. And that's a lot worse. We talk about characters. We talk about writing. And mm-hmm. you invade queer spaces just for that. There's a difference between, you know, criticizing the character of Brian Robles to criticizing the actor that you so love. Mm-hmm. So stop invading queer spaces because it's just really unbecoming. It's mm-hmm. just really um, wrong. It's foul to do so. Yeah. People seem to have a problem with like Darlentina fans or just a random user just voicing out what endgame he or she wants, right? And what is wrong with repeatedly voicing out what you want for a show? I mean, JRB or the show can ultimately decide on whether they would go for it or not, right? So it's just... yeah, Live and let live. These are their own Twitter spaces, their own voices. If it bothers you so much, then don't follow these Twitter accounts. Jeez. Yeah. Sabi Valentina, they should be open to criticism. That's um, what Regina said, yes. Yeah, I mean, Regina... And I hope that this does not discourage like the Darlentina fans. Sometimes to get what you want, you have to say what you want, right? And if you don't voice it out, like productions like this or shows like this, would think that this is okay. Like this is the material that we're okay with. And it, this is not okay. You know, we want the show to be successful. And it's not even about Darlentina ship anymore. It's about just yeah, the material, the story, yeah, what you're showing. And, and it just shows that people are passionate about the show, too. We're not passive viewers. Like, mm-hmm. gone are the days that people are going to be passively watching the show. Yeah. And as I mentioned in our previous episode, gone are the days that people are going to watch a show for 10 years for Mara to find that diary that's just on top of the TV. Like, mm-hmm. gone are those days. We have, you know, it's it's different in, in this world that we're in with, with TV viewing. So stop asking for passively watching things. We are going to actively criticize. We're yeah. also actively praising if it needs to be praised. And you're not going to stop up for stop us. Um, and it's our queer space, so leave mm-hmm. us alone. Yeah, and kudos to the Darlentina fans. I think they're one of the most passionate <laughs> fandoms out there, even if they're like really disappointed. Because I saw this last week. They're very disappointed with how the story is going. And, but they still trend 
for Darlentina. They still watch the show. It's just this is so like the, they're very creative, very intelligent yeah. people. So it's a great fandom, mm-hmm. um, and plus they have money. So that's something that ABS-CBN needs to realize. They have money. <laughs> you saw like when they did like that billboard thing and how they oh, raised that money within like hours. Yeah, they're going to launch the billboard soon. Like I think the 17th of November. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, there's going to be like Darlentina billboards all over. Yeah. So yeah. So we have a right to critique the show. But also praise it. Like, yeah. you know. And yeah. if it's such an issue with you, don't follow like stop hounding darlentina accounts just don't follow it then yeah maybe their fandom so boring that it has to be the darlentina accounts that they have to hound on and stalk why are you so exactly. obsessed with us weirdos <laughs> all right so um yeah uh again um let's see what happens next week we're we're finally gonna see the double oh, date we're maybe. finally gonna see the double date maybe yes hopefully it's short or may- I'm, I'm kind of hoping it's the it's the clone Brian because clone Brian <laughs> looks really fun. Like evil Brian looks really fun. I hope they scrapped it out altogether for next I week. I am hoping too, but I don't see like any they're... need for that anymore. I mean, we we get it. Like from this week alone, we get it. Right? They have this love quad triangle happening. Okay, I just We've, don't we get see it already. <laughs> we don't need but any I more think... of that <laughs> next week. I just don't see why they would all hang out. But I feel like Brian may use it like that date with Regina, so he can follow narda around yeah and no one's excited for that shows how much of an like, asshole he is again from the from the reaction that. last week yeah. i i don't i think no one's excited for that i hope that they saw that they were trending for all the wrong reasons last week especially during that wednesday yeah. episode so get this over with i i'm so over this love quad like just let's move on let's uh let's get to the action <laughs> i want I want Darna and Valentina to finally just fight. Get together? One. <laughs> that two. To fight. And two, and we kiss. need Regina's backstory. We still don't have her backstory. Like, why is she so sad? Why is she, like, so vulnerable? What What is going on with this whole thing with Borgo? We need that backstory. They already brought it up that Rex is Borgo. We need this explored mm-hmm. sooner rather than later. Yeah. Jaya said... And maybe I don't her want background. background with, with no, Brian. no, I don't want that. So that's Jaya. the thing. There's always like people saying like maybe <laughs> there needs to be a background with Brian. I don't want it. I'm okay with this being sudden because I think she's just gonna. People in the herself. chat are like, no more Brian, please. <laughs> no more. Like I, I don't want it. I don't want a background with Brian. Like stop making him important. I, I, I believe the reason why Regina's relying on Brian is because she did it during the Valentina meltdown. And she believes that's her redemption. She always clings to anyone that cares for her. That's on brand with her character. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. I don't want any more backstories, <laughs> including him. I don't want any importance to him. Teach, like, um, like let's stick to this being a plot device and a love interest. That's all he is. Let's not give him, let's not give him any more importance. <laughs> My God, I'm so tired of him getting importance. I'm not watching Mars Ravelo's Brian. Okay. Okay, so before we go, um so chat, how would you rate this week's episode May the past week? Talaga. Like yeah. Rate, rate. Uh one to ten. Ten being the highest. One. One. <laughs> Tijaya one. Tijaya <laughs> anyway. 
uh, ano one pero kilig na kilig sa mga Facebook chat namin pag naka-revealing clothing <laughs> si Janela Salvador. Five for Kyo. Yeah, uh, actually for me to Kyo, it's a five. Five to six for me. I think Again, really all going to Regina. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think what really destroyed it for me was just that gang rape scene, like uh, attempted gang rape scene. Spade um, said I, um, seven because more ding and Narda. Yeah, Nicole I don't think this was five. as bad as people may mm-hmm. perceive it to be. We've had yeah. worse weeks, let's admit it. I think, you know, at least it's not mineral water scene. <laughs> but hey, you know what? That mineral water episode actually had high ratings. Really? And also the one previously had higher ratings. So the Valentina revelation and the mineral water bottle episode uh, had high ratings. Then it went down when Brian and Regina kissed. Oh, okay. Marcy oh, said four, four out of ten. So it looks like the campiness of the mineral water bottle scene like translated to the audience because people what? seem to tune in. Yeah. People tuned in. Oh no, or does could... that mean that we're going to get more fight scenes I'm like okay that? With camp. <laughs> so the thing is, I'm okay with camp, just don't make it stupid. Like, I like the bouncing guy. That was super oh, camp, no. super you know, but just don't make it stupid and um and i think to the friday viewers just came from a high from the valentina revelation and they probably were thinking there's going to be more valentina because those were the two high rated episodes in darna in a while mm-hmm. but i got to more than seven percent for a while we were breaking like five to six then it jumped so yeah well doing nicole was saying great. or to know was saying maybe the water balls you know maybe that was supposed to be comical i don't think so i think they messed up <laughs> i think they messed up yeah i agree yeah. with what like, Kyo's saying this week's plot was good but the technicalities and direction was meh yeah, i agree especially the editing for the monday episode that was one of the worst ep- ed- editing that was yeah. done in an episode well. um but i think overall i lo- i like when narda's the focus so i i like her characterization so far and mm-hmm. I like that they put some importance in ending. I don't think it was that bad, even with all the Roblox scenes. Yeah. Um, I think the worst was really the attempted gang rape scene. Well, that was a pivotal scene, though. But yeah, it was the way that they presented that it. Just the yeah. way it was, it was done. Yeah. And, and I put the blame on the director because he's notorious for scenes like this. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Why he likes doing scenes like this. It's... You know, it's a it's criticism for him. Yeah, uh, Abel Suponko, I think that's his name. All right, so guys, thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. It's a long one again. I think we're it's running two hours. Like, I think this is the ranting. longest episode that we've recorded. Um, and there's a lot of ranting. There's a lot of ranting. Um, I also think we need to put probably a, a care warning before this episode. Yeah, yeah. you probably have to put. I don't know. Probably uh-huh. your own voice, just saying like you know, like trigger warning. We're going to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. sexual assault. So, you know, because we're not like ABS-CBN that's going to be assholes about this. We will actually give a care warning. Yeah, and probably yeah. we'll we'll probably say the timestamp to skip, right? If they don't want to hear us discussing the attempted gang rape scene. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Yeah. Thank you, everyone in the chat, for joining Thank us. You, I know that most of you guys are in the Philippines, and it's almost past one there. Wow, you actually, you, you could have actually, you know, signed out <laughs> if you wanted to, but thank yeah, you for... Yeah, I know, I'm so sorry, yeah, but, you know, it's, sticking early. it's with morning us. for me. Yeah. For you, what time is it? Is it's 9.15pm it... here in Dubai. On a Sunday. Sinol is also here, or Nicole. Yeah. Hi, hi, say hi, Nicole. Hi. Nicole, how do you want us to address you? Is it Sinol? Is it Nicole? <laughs> Either way is fine. But uh, everyone knows me as Sinol in Twitter. Yeah. So, yeah. You kind of sound like Janela. Did you Amber? Janela, she does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfectly you know, cast. People sound like, um, there's a few people that sound like Janela. She's one yeah. of them. Oh, let's hear Janela, though. Did you do that? Let's hear Janela. Hello. I know. I'm all the dang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>